Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories and if you do love a reddit story why not consider hitting that like subscribe maybe that notification bell too and let's crack on with today's first story much love guys now today's first story does have a couple of warnings before we do get into it so if you do want to skip them please feel free to use the timestamps down in the description and along the timeline below it contains abuse emotional abuse and manipulation controlling behavior and codependency as well and let's crack on with it OP starts off by saying TLDR at the end because this is a long one and says, I have a childhood friend, Emily, I've known since we were five. We originally met because our respective fathers were both German and living in the UK, having married British women. They became friends and we were basically raised as siblings. Nothing remotely romantic has ever happened between us. It's accurate to say I treat her like I do my other sisters. People struggle at times to believe nothing has happened between us, but is it so insane for someone with three sisters to treat a childhood friend as a fourth? We stopped being friends briefly when she got married way too young to her boss. He ended up being incredibly abusive, controlling her life at every level, and over the three years they were together, he basically isolated her from all friends and family. We reconciled when she divorced him. Around this time, I attended university and met my now wife early on. We were assigned to the same floor in halls. We've been together for 17 years now and she's become really close to Emily over the years. Also at university, I met a guy, George, on my course. We were part of the same friendship group but didn't stay in touch until we coincidentally ended up working together a good 10 years after graduation. I ended up introducing him to Emily and they started a relationship. A year or so later, they moved in together. Emily was happy, he was happy, on the face of things, he's seemingly been fine with me and Emily's friendship and never said anything. Over the past few weeks, I started getting texts from her, sometimes late at night, that were just off. I was suspicious when she used a common British shortening of my full name, rather than the traditional German version of our respective fathers, and she would always use. And when some overtly flirty, almost outright sexting occurred, I immediately shut it down 100% sure it wasn't her. I basically called him out and asked him if this was in fact George using her phone and bluntly asked why he was trying to sex with me as his girlfriend. He never responded, but after explaining the situation to my wife, she went over to Emily's with my phone to see what was going on. I wasn't there for this, but she showed Emily our entire text history and what he had done. George came home and they confronted him. First, he outright denied it and had the balls to accuse Emily of sexting me and trying to hide said cheating from my wife by saying he did it. Emily just left with my wife to come stay with us after this because there wasn't any reasoning with him. The morning after, he called and begged her to come home. He was crying and threw himself at her feet, claiming he did it out of jealousy. He highlighted that she was in the habit of deleting our conversations, which drove him mad. An apparent choice she makes for all her texts with everyone. 
not just me, and he was always jealous of our relationship. He found it hard to see me with her, and after he saw us saying stuff like how she loved me, again, siblings, not being able to read our texts, drove him to basically go fishing to establish our relationship. The sexting was an attempt to bluntly see if it was something we, or more specifically I, would engage in. At this point, Emily asked for mine and my wife's opinion on this whole thing. I called bullshit on this being a mistake, something he was driven to by jealousy. He violated her privacy by going through her phone, risked our friendship by masquerading as her, risked my marriage by trying to bait me into sexting a friend, risked Emily and my wife's friendship by making it look like Emily was sexting me. The entire thing was a clusterfuck. I didn't outright say she should leave him, but I highlighted how dishonest this whole thing was. She eventually went back home and I didn't hear anything for a few days. But Emily eventually revealed to my wife that she had functionally forgiven him. My wife worked out from the conversation what had happened. He had basically flipped the script on me by playing into fears from her marriage. He described me as another controlling male trying to dictate who she had a relationship with. He encouraged her to make her own decision. Not bad advice in theory, but she had to ignore me because I didn't have her best interest at heart. I was controlling her like her ex. My wife quietly pointed out he was in fact being like her ex, not me. He was driving a wedge between her and family. At this point, Emily just gave up, said she couldn't win, couldn't decide between the man she loves and her brother, so fuck it. Let's pretend it never happened. We haven't really spoken since. Apparently, part of forgetting this ever happened is also given into his worries about our friendship. Every time I try to bring up what he did, I've either been ignored or told to stay out of it. Honestly, this pisses me off that he's gotten exactly what he wanted. He stopped us talking. I know I can't force her to break up with him, but it's seemingly a catch-22. I can't push her to make a decision about what he did whilst he got her convinced I'm controlling her. I rarely see George at work and he's rightly kept the fuck away from me. I was tempted to bring my sisters into this clusterfuck, tell them what happened. They love her like a sister too, and see if they can talk some sense into Emily. But that's somewhat manipulative too. So any advice here? Let shitty sleeping dogs lie. Try to get her to deal with what he did rather than sweeping it under the rug. Now, I have my own thoughts on this, but when I scroll down, the, the top comment on this one pretty much says something similar. So I don't want to take away from that comment, but I will give my opinion after. Danzy relationship says, well, it's obvious Emily has an emotionally abusive boyfriend. Accusing her of cheating and isolating her from her friends are classic symptoms of emotional abuse. As you pointed out, the sad thing is that she has accepted the situation and is doing exactly what he wanted, which was to break the two of you up. Let's face it, Emily has two choices, break up with her boyfriend or go along with what he wants for the sake of the relationship. She's chosen the relationship, at least until her boyfriend does something else even more abusive to her. I understand that you feel sad about losing your childhood friend, but you have to accept it for the time being. Don't try to interfere in their relationship and don't involve your sisters. The only thing you can hope for is that Emily will finally see what George is really like and dump him. But that may take some time. Just try to hang in there. And my thoughts were very, very similar. Like, it's really sad that you're seeing your friend go through this and you want to get him out of that situation as soon as possible because like that comment said, um, that they're being isolated from their friends and family, etc., etc., manipulated into thinking that you're the one trying to break them up 
and I kind of felt, which, you know, I don't know if I'm right. It's just my feelings as I'm reading these is that if you do try to involve yourself in this situation, like before, he's just going to try and turn it around on you and go, see, this is exactly what I was talking about. He's trying to break us up. And he can do this all in the privacy of his own home. So he can manipulate his way to get his thoughts across and, and, and worm his way into Emily's mind and make it seem like he's correct in this. So like always, when we see stories like this, is that, you know, don't cut contact with Emily. Leave that door open and hopefully one day she will contact you. Maybe just let her know you're there for her. You as a family are there for her if she needs it. And just leave that door open. Sleepy says, in my opinion, no one is going to talk her into coming to her senses. You say that she was in a marriage already where she was abused and you didn't talk again until they got a divorce. The same thing will happen with this one. Doing anything more to try to get her to leave him will make you look like the bad guy. And honestly, I would just leave it alone. Viru says her deleting all her texts is a common thing with victims of abuse that she probably picked up after her abusive former marriage. Please don't resent your friend. Years with abuse normalize that shit. I think the best thing is maybe that you ignore what happened and see if you can still have some time and conversations together. Now, I actually would contact your sisters, but not in that way. I'd simply ask them to check up in a friendly way on Emily since you might not be able to in the future. And a deleted user says, in domestic violence work, we sometimes say victims know their abusers best. It's not to say that they recognize they're being abused, but they're managing their relationship as best as they can to maintain stability, happiness, or survival. You can't force her to take a course of action that makes you happy, but you can reach out to her to reinforce that you respect her choices and will be there when she needs you. This would empower her and let her know she still has a support network. If she ever plans to leave and when she's ready, she will. And knowing that she has support beyond her home life has a big emotional impact. So Opie comes in with a first update and says, So I followed the general advice of just leaving the entire situation alone. I agree, any interference from me or my family would be manipulative and controlling, albeit well-meaning. So I haven't really spoken to Emily since slightly before Christmas, but her mother contacted me a little after New Year to ask if I knew what was going on with her. Emily's cousin back in Germany had contacted her mother saying she had turned up on her doorstep having flown in from the UK on the 4th after apparently breaking up with George. According to her mother, Emily had come back to our hometown for the holidays. She brought George at some point and they ran into her ex-husband at the pub. For context, we grew up in a tiny village in the arse end of nowhere. There's literally nothing to our village but a pub, a post office, and a small supermarket. Her ex still lives where we grew up. So this is all information relayed to me via Emily's mother, but apparently at some point, George approached Emily's ex-husband and asked for some advice. George is familiar with the story of their relationship and know how controlling he was and why they divorced. Somewhat to her ex-husband's credit, he apparently refused to answer any questions and quietly approached Emily's mother to relay what he had asked. Now, this is according to him and George denies it, but he said George asked him how to handle me in terms of my friendship with Emily. I have no idea what Emily's ex-husband's motivation was here, but they've been divorced for a decade now and he hasn't contacted her in this time, so I'm inclined to believe it wasn't further attempts at interfering with her life. Maybe it was actually manipulation. Maybe in the decades since, they've divorced, he's become a better man. Who knows? We're all inclined to believe that that is what was asked, despite George denying it. Because 
How else would her ex-husband know he has an issue with me recently? He isn't in contact with anyone who knows about the recent issues. Also, to be honest, the ex never had an issue with me. He saw me as a child, despite me being the same age as his then wife, and constantly called me kiddo and asked how school was. It would be a very specific shot in the dark on his part to assume George had an issue with me without George saying so himself. So, her mother told Emily what George had tried to do and pointed out that her boyfriend is now trying to emulate her ex-boyfriend's behavior and encouraged her to confront him over this and also what happened over the last month rather than ignoring it. Nobody was privy to the discussion they had, but he left some time after it to return to their shared home and she stayed with her mother saying they had broken up. She stayed with her mother until the day after where she, without any warning, left for Germany. The cousin she's staying with assures us she's relatively fine. She's just overwhelmed and embarrassed she'd let this happen again. She couldn't handle being where she might run into either ex, so staying with her mother was off the table and she just ran somewhere far, but safe. I still haven't spoken to Emily. I sent her a message with some condolences and reassurance she will always have a home here in the UK. I've decided to continue to give her space while making it clear I am there for her. She hasn't responded, but I assume this is just out of awkwardness over what happened and how technically George was once my friend. He hasn't spoken to me either and I haven't seen him at work at all. So yeah, not a happy ending per se. It shouldn't have taken her abusive ex getting involved for a resolution, but as people predicted, George was being abusive and he would repeat that behavior. I suppose it was relatively painless that he showed his true colors so emphatically without much further abuse. This could have dragged on. Thanks for the advice. Me staying out of it didn't make this any easier for her, but it probably avoided making it worse. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We do have another update in a moment, but that guy going for advice from her previous abuser, that's, that's dark, isn't it? But a couple more comments before we do get into that update. Alt Elocution says, I'm still just blown that the ex told the mum. I mean, that sounds like some serious growth. Or he was just like, uh, fuck that dude. I didn't get the controller, neither do you. It sucks it worked out that way, but we all make our mistakes and have to deal with them. Hopefully she gets over her awkwardness once things settle more. She's like the embarrassed she let George come between the meaningful relationship he had with you and your family. Armchair Warrior says, I think you need to talk to her about getting into therapy. Repeatedly moving too fast with abusive pricks is probably something she needs professional help with avoiding and identifying these situations. 
pretty sure she has a very, very low self-esteem and, and a poop opinion of herself if she ends up in these situations. But other than that, I think what you're doing is good. However, I think you need to talk to her about the nature of your friendship. It's not okay for her to be so close with you since however long ago and to just say, hey, you're chopped liver whenever a man friend tells her to. I'd personally be pretty hurt by this behavior and wouldn't want to deal with it again. And one more comment from Elise who says, Emily is understandably feeling ashamed of ending up with another abusive guy and distancing herself from you in fear of judgment. I told you so's or complicated and awkward feelings. You didn't do anything wrong, but I think you should apologize to Emily for your part in introducing her to George. She was vulnerable after an abusive relationship and you introduced her to another abuser. You didn't know, you couldn't have known. But if you let her know that you're sorry for that, you have no idea he'd be so weird and jealous and controlling or that he would ask her abusive ex-husbands for tips. Let her see that you don't think she's brought this on herself somehow or, or that she deserved to be treated this way or that somehow she wanted it to be like this. The OP came in with their second update and says, I jumped the gun a little with the previous update. And looking back, I hadn't actually spoken to Emily and it was all secondhand information. TLDR of everything so far is my childhood friend Emily, then boyfriend George, sexed me to try and see if anything was going on between us. After being confronted, he approached her abusive ex-husband and she left him, realizing twice now she's fallen for abusive men. Given this whole thing has now been entirely sorted in the three months since it happened, I thought I'd actually give an actual full resolution. So Emily came back to the UK just before the country was locked down and moved in with us reluctantly. We grabbed some beers and played Divinity 2. Whilst we hashed out exactly what went down from her perspective, I apologized for going behind her back and speaking to her mother about it all. Situations like this are never helped by information being relayed through other people and I asked if she wanted to go through it all start to finish. Basically, she buried her head in the sand the day she found out he had been trying to sext me as her. It was just too much. She couldn't win. She either lost the man she loved and the lifestyle she had or lost her brother. I assured her she'd never lose me but she revealed she low-key hated the fact she let herself be taken advantage of like this twice and couldn't face me not having listened to my advice. She also mentioned that breaking up with him would inevitably land her on my doorstep for support and that made her feel bad also, hence escaping to Germany and not talking to me about this. This went deeper and she opened up about her insecurities, how she regretted never going to university, instead marrying her abusive ex-husband and how she feels like an accessory to other people's happiness. She saw me and my wife, a power couple as she put it, and just felt so small by comparison. She did love George, but leaving him would leave her with functionally nothing again, and she couldn't handle that. We talked about this a lot. I revealed I'm aware my support of her could be a problem. I was feeling like I had made their relationship awkward by being so involved in her life. It might have been hard for George feeling like her boyfriend whilst I was there picking up her taps, doing the DIY and basically acting like a father coddling his child. I asked if my, with retrospection, financial support of her tied into this feeling of inadequacy. Like I was dragging her along for my ride and she said it was a problem. She felt trapped when the relationship ended because she had no independence or true control. Whilst I would never use my position to control her, she would still be living by someone else's good graces. She felt she needed to stand on her own two feet, 
be her own woman rather than relying on a man, no matter how much she loved and trusted him. That way, her decisions would be her own, rather than under some level of duress. In the same way a child wants independence from her parents, she feels she finally needs independence from me. So we came up with a game plan. Now the lockdown has obviously made this harder. She is still living with me and my wife currently, but the plan is she's going back into education. She was capable of attending university, had the qualifications, but decided not to due to marriage. My financial security was really born of an inheritance I had after my father died, life insurance. I used to not have to worry about rent during my extended time in education and early career. I bought a small flat with it I still own. I decided to pay it forward and put her in a similar situation by letting her use my flat, which is currently unoccupied because it's only been rented to students due to its proximity to two universities. Yes, this is me financially supporting her, but in a strictly limited way. No more covering errant bills, paying for holidays or footing the bill when we socialize. She will not pay rent, but she will cover all bills on the flat and she moves out the moment she's in work. She didn't love the idea of me owning her home, but I called it my last act as that guy in her life. The pseudo brother, father, slash sugar daddy, slash best friend. After this, we'll just be independent siblings and best friends. She will be moving soon. We'll need her room, after all, since my wife is now five months pregnant. Turns out she's been pregnant since late December, and all this started. As for George, he swears up and down he never asked the ex-husband to handle me. He claims he asked how to be fine with me. It wasn't seeking advice how to deal with me. It was seeking advice how to be fine with me the way her ex-husband was. Could be true, who knows. It's irrelevant ultimately. Though we recently found out George moved a girlfriend into the house him and Emily used to share. And here's the kicker. It's a long time friend. Emily is fairly certain he never cheated on her, but she laughed out loud when she found out he's romantically living together with a longtime friend three months after the breakup. The dude's insecurity was likely born of his own feelings for a friend. He was getting close with a girl he was friends with, so he projected that onto me and Emily. Edit. Just to clarify, because this paints a picture I don't intend, I don't pay all of Emily's bills, nor for her stuff and holidays. She doesn't want independence from me specifically. She wants independence full stop. She went from her parents to her now ex-husband and then spent about a decade living paycheck to paycheck before meeting George and living largely off his money. She has no real qualifications and her current line of work has limited prospects. The things I do for her come in two categories and the lack of clarity between the one-offs and the consistent things made it look like I pay for her entire world. Firstly, there's the trivial stuff I do consistently that I'm stopping as a massive overreaction to George. Logically, it's fine that a brother and his wife do these things for his sister, but they weirdly make her uncomfortable, and it's obviously made her ex uncomfortable. Stuff like I've done the odd bit of DIY, specifically fixing a vacuum, which isn't insane given I work in R&D for a vacuum brand, and I pay for her drinks and stuff if we socialize. I'm stopping all that trivial levels of support largely at her request to ease her discomfort at being subsidized by me. It's a pride thing. This might also help with any jealous boyfriends wrongly assuming because I pay for a cinema ticket along with my wife was secretly Mormon. The second category were the big one-off things like paying that bill or buying plane tickets. Things I did in a crisis and slash or out of extreme generosity once. She wants to be able to be safe during shit like COVID without needing to live with me. She wants to be able to break up with a guy and be okay alone rather than crashing here. 
She wants to be able to fuck up a meter reading on electricity and weather the silly bill that comes without me paying it. That happened once. I'm not going to stop doing these things entirely. An emergency is an emergency. We won't let her come to any harm. But instead, we're going to try and make it that she doesn't need me to do these things via an education and hopefully a better job. So yeah, I don't pay for her entire life. I just muddled some big things I've done in an emergency in with some trivial brotherly support. And that was the last post from the OP. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? A lot of people still suggesting therapy, etc, etc. But what do you think? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much. And hopefully I'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.